Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bolo. And Dr. Tom. Now, we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. But we're giving it anyway. That's right. Now, Bala has a performer. Mm, Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Mm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14. 14. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT. Clang. <laughs> hey, everyone. Welcome back to the only RuPaul's Drag Race podcast you should be listening to. The only podcast that does it live. <laughs> it's the word on the street. Yeah. The, the, all I hear is the, that we're, we're the best, frankly. We do it live. We don't do no... Well, we try not to do research. Sometimes we'll Google during the show, but everything happens in real time. Especially like because we've just done Espana yeah. and we just needed to get some references. Didn't oh, we? yeah. Just, if, um, you're not, if, you don't, if you don't know, we've decided to cover Espana, so you get yes. double dose of us, okay? <laughs> so It's um, just not enough to do one a week. Well, I was getting well, the drawers. Tom, yeah. Well, Tom... Thank Tom for Drag Race España. <laughs> but we're glad because it was such a fun opening episode. Really fab cast. Lovely cast. The International Queens. Uh, it's, they deserve I mean, all the love. I do, I do love doing the overseas um, drag, drag drag queens. I really do. I find it like a really massive learning experience. It's like, it's like seeing another culture through the lens of Drag Race. It just makes me want to go there a lot. Yeah. I still want to go to Holland. I want to see a, a lot of the Holland queens. Amsterdam's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I've never been. I want to go. Oh, I'd love okay. to go. Maybe it's on the agenda. Yeah. Um. Let's give a shout out to Chloe first shout of all. Shout out to Chloe. So we've mentioned Chloe before because she has been um, training for a star student. Yes. By the way, um, <laughs> tens, tens. Thank you very much. She's been training for a marathon, and she finally did that marathon. Congratulations! Congrats! She it. How amazing! A marathon. I Tom, know. you know how long that is. Very, very long. Very, very long indeed. How can you? How can you run that long? Like I have to say, and everyone knows this, I am not a good runner. And when I see people running, and you know what? When they're running and talking, like they're not, you know, when when they're just chatting away and just like laughing, and they're running, and I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong with you? (laughs) How do you do that? You're a better runner than you give yourself credit for. No, I, I, when I'm running, I'm on survival mode, and I'm like, (laughs) I really, I am on survival mode. I, I can't enjoy it. It's 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 so hard. Well, I'm not saying we can take credit for Chloe's achievement, but she did <laughs> she did save up a few episodes of the podcast to keep her company on the marathon. But congratulations, Chloe! What an amazing you achievement! So, so, you smashed it. Um, be more like Chloe, everyone. <laughs> okay, be more like Chloe. What Stop you need? Stop you people. need to just escape reality <laughs> and just immerse yourself in the experience mm-hmm. of Bolo and Doctor Tom here on Splitting the Gen Z Podcast. We will get you through anything. You got well, children? We got you. <laughs> You've been kept up all night? We got you. We got you. You're driving to work? We got you. We got you. We're there you know? for those moments. Here we are. I also want to say, it's, it's very late, but um, Jin Wang sent me a lovely email for my birthday. Oh, lovely. It was, it was, it was actually so beautiful. It was saying, uh, thank you. I'm happy that I got wined and dined, um, <laughs> which I should always be, Tom. Thank you very Excuse much. Excuse me. It's, it, you're yeah. not short on wining and dining. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to say thank you very much those words were very kind very nice and i appreciate it so much we love you guys we love it when you get in touch yeah. thank you so much so feel free to keep doing so mm. yeah absolutely now before we get on to this episode i want you to know that we had to wake up early because dr tom and i have busy today we've got a life so we had to get up really early one. here yeah. um which is good for you guys it means that you get the episode um <laughs> quite quickly but dr tom is um having a pretentious weekend with his pretentious friends <laughs> um checking out a pretentious little cocktail glasses <laughs> with your teeny tiny food and your 
Excuse me, I ordered the smoked salmon appetizer, but I can't, I can't see, see it. it. I, can't. I can't see it. <laughs> there are other ingredients, Monica. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to have? The garlic martini? <laughs> Get your garlic peelers off me. So Tom's going to uh, a lovely birthday bash I away. Am. I am. This lovely happy birthday, Francis. Happy birthday. Yeah. This lovely, I mean, this. it's a mansion. It's I, a mansion. It's a big house. It's a mansion. It's a big house. If you want to call it a mansion, if you want to call it a palace... <laughs> Then you go ahead. It's yeah. a big house, basically. Um, some say heaven's door, but I don't <laughs> want to go there. I'm not going to say it. Some say St. Peter is at the gates. Uh, so Tom's going there, and I am going to Cambridge. Road trip. I'm going down there with some CrossFit buddies. Mm-hmm. We, we got a um, a competition in Cambridge. It's called the Out Train. And it's a team of four, so I'm going down there um, this afternoon. You're going to smash it. We're going to annihilate yes. everyone. We are going to show them that I am more than just a drag race expert, knowledge extraordinaire, extravaganza, house down boots, <laughs> oh, curious mama, oh, God. Versace house down boots. <laughs> okay. So we've got busy days today, but um, it just means that we get to get up early. Tom's having a, a morning. <laughs> I'm having a breakfast cocktail. A breakfast cocktail. Yeah. Uh, three guesses what it is. A person martini. <laughs> That um, is a legit breakfast cocktail. It is. It is. It absolutely is. And My you, stomach lining may not thank me, but... Yeah. Uh, you might want to <clears throat> eat soon, Dr. Um, Tom. You might want to put something in you. Yeah. Can we discuss what everyone's talking about? The slap. The slap. The slap. You know, when, the slap Ru- Ru- was... yeah, when RuPaul slapped Age O'Hara, exactly. obviously, that's the, what I'm talking the most about. Vital sl- that's the only that's actually, slap that matters. I do love that moment, you know, because, like, Asia's response is so was quick. Iconic. She's like, I own this building. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's going to be Asia O'Hara's drag race up in here. <laughs> I loved it. I also love the reunion where um, RuPaul says, um, I'm going to give you the opportunity to slap me. And Asia got up <laughs> so quickly. And then she said, but let me remind you that um, the person you want to slap is the person standing in between you and a hundred thousand dollars uh between you and a crown but you between- know what asia was a good sport because she must have known that that was that would have been filmed after the finale she'd have known that she wasn't going through she'd have known the the butterfly debacle had happened that wasn't the finale done this, this, this happened at the actual event this happened Oh, you're not, did, well, you that know, wasn't when, the reunion, then? No, that wasn't oh, the, sorry, reunion. I thought it was the reunion. That happened at the actual... Because she was um, super-duper tearful at the reunion, especially with the Vixen interaction, yeah. remember? Oh, girl, and that, that's, that's a lot of emotions. But that was that was her butterfly emotion yeah. as well. Yeah. As well as, well as genuinely well, feeling can we just Vixen, Can we just say something like that? Um, how I feel that's very correct. Asia O'Hara's emotion in that reunion mm-hmm. to the Vixen was more the emotion built up from that butterfly effect moment on the, the runway. Butterfly effect, the yes. butterfly effect. The butterfly effect. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, which makes me think that when we talk about Will Smith mm-hmm. and how he slept Chris Rock, I feel, again, like Asia, that's been built up. And unfortunately, Chris Rock was a recipient of the built up um, anger, the built up. There was a lot something. going on there. There was a lot going on. It wasn't just about that exchange you know we've only got actually a few seconds of footage but it's it's laden with complex interactions um yeah i mean everything that's been there is to say about it has been said i don't have anything to add to the discussion really oh tom don't be pc well i okay i don't condone physical violence in any circumstance really unless it's like proper self-defense that's one thing i would say however i do appreciate that that Chris's joke, um, I can understand how um, Jada 
felt hurt by that um, because it was directed at something she had no control over and it was a medical condition. But Will's reaction, if you ask me, I think you've already said, was more about... we A lot about the Smiths' relationship has been aired in public and I do think his response was more to do with the complexity of that because we saw, for whatever reason, he laughed in the moment. Jada looked hurt and rolled her eyes. Then he responded. Um, very it's complex stuff, complex stuff. He he reacted emotionally in the moment. But I, and I, while I understand his emotion and I validate his emotion, I don't condone the reaction. Thank you. And I guess, you know, it, it brings up a lot of stuff about... Um, the nature of comedy. Are you allowed to be offensive in comedy? Are we allowed yes. to go slapping comics now because no. they say offensive things? And yeah, I, I, we say it a lot, don't we? I, th- I think the forums are different. They weren't exactly at a roast. They were at the Oscars and they were invited to be a but. Well, no, 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 no. The Oscars have a history. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. they have a history every year where they are roasted. Yeah. They are. It's it's kind of the opportunity for celebrities to to humble other celebrities well, it's the most privileged group of people exactly in the world, sitting in one room exactly yeah. like whatever issues they think they have is not the real issues of the world okay let's be completely honest that goodie bag that they have was a hundred and forty thousand dollars i mean can, can I we know can that we, was that was really we, really sick i i just need <laughs> to i need to state that their issues are not the issues of everyone else okay so uh, yeah you're gonna get roasted you gotta yeah, sit there and go take back a, yeah go, take sit there take it then, then take your g- then take your private jet back to your mansion and go say, say hi to your butler i'm sorry you <laughs> have a, you have a great life <laughs> I'm sorry. Go, go, yeah, go have a massage in your gold room. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With your flying pony, eat gold. Like, come off it. Come right off it. No. I, again, again, like I do, while I validate the emotions there, um, and also a lot of people have said that um, the, the, the thing that was particularly hurtful is that it was kind of a specific kind of misogyny that's directed towards black women and comments about their hair. Um, that is is particularly hurtful and insensitive. Again, however, yeah, that you're sitting in a room with people with a lot of privilege where I don't, you take yeah. a jab. I mean, you know, the the parallel people keep drawing is that... Um, <laughs> but it wasn't could, a white man saying it about a black woman. Yeah, it was, it a, was black a man m- saying it about a woman, though, and I do think that's a certain dynamic. Okay. Um, but, you know, people. the, the parallel people keep drawing is because you're very basically called Leonardo DiCaprio a pedophile in front of everybody a couple of years ago. And you laughed because the camera's on you. And that's what you got kind of got to do in that situation. Yeah. The optics of Be the situation. Be like Joey. No, no, Joey didn't do it. Right? Remember Joey in the episode <laughs> yeah, when he, he lost, he's like, he slammed the table. <laughs> The, the optics of the situation weren't good for anyone, apart from probably, well, the person who's kind of lost in the conversation is Jada, when she's the person who has the right, you know, she's the person whose feelings were hurt in that situation. But the the whole thing actually became about Chris and Will. The thing is, two weeks before that, she, um, her, on her, on live, she said... She doesn't give two shits about what people think about her hair. She thinks she looks beautiful. Well, the other thing is, so she, she owned, does look beautiful. She, she looked, she looked bloody she looked, stunning. And she was in that with that lovely green, that green. Dress. Oh, what was it? Was uh, Gucci? I think I don't know, I but it was lovely. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. She looked stunning. She did look stunning, and also, like again, 
I'm I'm not Jada. I'm not telling you how to feel about that joke. But the joke was about G.I. Jane, which is, you know, a female empowerment film with the beautiful Demi Moore I felt looking like, amazing. I with felt the like head. it was a passive joke. I felt like that wasn't even like a, 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 it wasn't even f- like it wasn't even a, a roast. Uh, my bottom line is Jada has a right to have her feelings hurt. Yep. And I completely validate that. But Chris shouldn't have slapped, um, Will shouldn't have slapped Chris. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm here for the drama because uh, I'm messy and I'm petty. I loved what Bob said. And many other people have said, like, it would have been so much more powerful if he'd said publicly, please don't make fun of my wife's um, hair loss, which is due to alopecia. Which well, is Chris Rock says condition. that he didn't know about that. And then mm. one comedian was like, I'm sorry, we didn't have a medical record of everyone in that room. And I was has like... she not spoken publicly about it? I don't know. I wasn't aware of it. No, she has. Okay. Apparently she has been public about it, but he didn't know. Okay. I didn't know until that moment. Yeah. I just thought that her and Willow, because her and Willow have that. So I was like, oh, yeah, it's a mother and daughter thing. They look gorgeous. They look well, they stunning. they do look gorgeous. They do. And they rock it. So, and anyway. her, her mum has closely cropped hair as well, doesn't she? It's short. It's, yeah. yeah. I just thought that was just their... Ex- they're, they're aesthetic. Just, they're just so beautiful that, they, you know, they, they rock the To world. me, this is glamour. I mean, they are glamour. <laughs> it is glamour. Is, I mean, again... I think I, me and you have a different idea on what's glamorous, Michelle Visage. <laughs> <laughs> just jumping back and forth. Jinx Monsoon, thank you very much. Tom, look. What well, you said piece. you were serving was camp. <laughs> now, don't tiptoe around the answer. <laughs> Tom, come on. We woke up early to talk about season 14, episode well, you, 13. You brought up the Smith Kay. Rock Well, le- let's do it. Look, we're back in the room. Episode starts. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is we just said goodbye to no one. Exactly. Because Bosco had the golden chocolate bar. Congratulations. The the gay gods have shone upon you. Well, the producers of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Question. They're the, they're the gay you, gods. Have you been... Have you been uh, do you think it was in any way random? No, of course not. No, absolutely let's put not. That to bed. Yeah, um, cool. Bosco was a front runner that they didn't want to lose, and well, we actually didn't think she lost lip sync anyway. So they clearly want to keep Georges and Bosco. I want to say this because there's a discussion about who the lip sync assassin is. That they've claimed that it's Georges. There's just Sky saying, "Well, I was blessed by RuPaul yes, with the title." Yes. Who, in your opinion, up to now, is the lip sync assassin of season 14? I actually think it's Jasmine Kennedy. I'm I'm with you. Jasmine put in several, many amazing performances. Yep. And also, she's done the most lip syncs of the season. I know that's not necessarily the thing, but she was great every time. Georges is great every time, too. Yeah. Um, I've seen... Can I say this? Yeah. I've seen more variety in Jasmine Kennedy's performance compared to George's. When George's dances, I would think she's doing the same dance set to different songs. Mm -hmm. Where when I watch Jasmine Kennedy, I feel like it's a new dance to a new song. I agree. I agree. She's she Jasmine with her youth surprised me with her ability to connect with many different songs. I thought she was going to be your kind of run of the mill dance pop starlet, kicks and flips and all that. And I do I do think she overused that a little bit in some of the lip syncs, especially in the RuPaul but she also showed amazing variety at times um the other thing i think is that um i think and you i think you will back me up on this georges has been spared more times with lip syncs when we've thought she didn't win 
I don't remember. So, okay. Tom, this has been a long episode. It's been, very <laughs> it's been a long season. Georges has actually been in the, the Back bottom. Back in episode two, <laughs> when <laughs> uh, Georges was uh, in the bottom. When, I don't remember. Uh, if we discount the Rupolapalooza, because mm-hmm. she only lip-synced once there, actually. the And she was amazing in that lip-sync. I mean, she did lose that lip-sync she, to Jasmine Kennedy. She's Absolutely. Actually, she's actually been in the bottom four times Georges, which in the body of a main season is unprecedented. No girl has survived being in the bottom four times, I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, when you think of like Coco Montrese, she survived three. And, you know, we're not counting lip syncs that came later, kind of like mm-hmm. in the finale and stuff. Anyway, should we have a quick recap of the leaderboards so we know what we're up to? Okay. Okay. So, we said goodbye to Jasmine and we've got our top seven. This is the rough order I've put them in based on kind of like wins and bottoms, yeah? So Angie and Lady Camden are in a really similar position with two wins and one bottom placement. And that bottom placement was the Rupolapalooza, which feels okay. a bit semi, really, not yeah. true bottom status. Bosco um, has two wins, and I've miswritten there, actually. She's been in the bottom twice, if you count the Rupolapalooza. Yep. Um, Willow, one win, one Rupolapalooza bottom, mm-hmm. semi-counts. Now, Deja has properly been in the bottom once in the her debut episode when she sent home Daya. Yes. Um, and, but she has one win and she was in the bottom. Well, no, she wasn't. She'd been... She wasn't in the Lola Perusa. She wasn't, no. no. So that's one... Only once has Deja lip-synced, isn't it? Yes. That, there when she was blessed with the title she of lip-synced with the title. Uh, Diabetti is a very special case because she's been home, um, done her laundry, done her tax returns, yeah. come back. Got her COVID jab. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did it all. She got all of her admin done, life admin. But she does have a win and one Rupola Blues at bottom, which again doesn't feel like it really counts. Now, Georges is our girl who's, even if you take away Rupola Blues, she's been in the bottom three times. And I, I think she deserved to be in the bottom for Snatch Game, you know. Um, but she's got one win. And that's a question. There's a question mark next People to that win. People continue to question that. With I win. love the outfit, but I don't think I should have won. But I did love the outfit. We're on the same page with that. She looked gorgeous, but there are the more complex, advanced outfits on that stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. I mean, do you want to talk about who sent who home or anything? Or I mean, it just seems like a different lifetime. It really does. What we were saying a minute ago was like, the last girl to go home before Jasmine Kennedy was Kerry Colby. And that happened in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was before COVID, everyone. Before I, I, I want to remind you, this was pre-COVID. It's just like, this was the same season they had June Jambalaya and Alyssa Hunter and Orion Story. Can and we just mention Maddie. Alyssa Hunter's mirror mirror look, by the way? Oh my God. Gosh, I, we we have been deprived of so many amazing runways from Alyssa Hunter. Really, and also, really. Alyssa Hunter didn't lose that Olympic. Alyssa Hunter should have stayed. Period. Full stop. Yeah. Also, Alyssa Hunter would have done so well in this series because with the yes. Lala Perus and all the lip syncs and all yes. the dance type challenges, this season really was made for Alyssa Hunter. It was so unfair how she was sent home. She was done dirty. She was done dirty. Absolutely. Very, very unfair. Um, but that's kind of like... That's kind of where we are. Yeah. That's, that's where, where we are. Now, the mini challenge was just um, them painting RuPaul and Dolly's mural. <laughs> now, the reason I mean, we don't usually talk about the mini challenges, but we have to be because the winners of this um, challenge got to um, head an advantage in deciding the maxi. So, Can I just bring something to the attention of our listeners? Yep. Who did you think won? RuPaul. I think that the t- Team Georgia stage in Nigeria who painted RuPaul, I loved that sculpture. Their inspiration was either that Christmas ornament 
that's supposed to look like RuPaul or RuPaul that time she was on Project Runway and didn't have Matthew along to do her makeup. Tom, it was it was absolutely that Christmas ornament because that really, nose really that nose was inspired. Those, those teeth, there's that those teeth were diagonal. <laughs> That's yeah. Diagonally. Yeah. Her mouth was diagonally. diagonally. What did he say? Diagonally. <laughs> uh, so the teams are Willipo Daya, a diabetes, Lil' Kim and Bosco, and then the other team was George Stage and Nigeria. Now, the team Willipo Day Diabetes Lil' Kim and Bosco won. Lil so Kim. That's her name now. I'm sorry, I can't, I can't, I can't. Lil' Kim. Um so they get to choose the order. They get to choose the order of the Maxi Challenge. Now the Maxi Challenge you know, while we're on the topic of slapping <laughs> earlier, well, the yes. Maxi Challenge this week is a good old-fashioned roast. And they have the roast Ross Matthews. I think we're really consistent with our opinion with this in that, like, we don't take offense at jokes in a roast. That's the point of a roast, as long as they're funny. And to be honest, you know, there was that backlash against, like, Utica and stuff. Her crime was not being funny to me, and I do agree with that. I thought she was hilarious. And I do think fat jokes are cheap. I don't think they're clever, but there we go. I do think people reserve the right oh, to be oh, offensive. Okay, Alexis. Okay, Alexis, Michelle. <laughs> okay. Here's a tip. Don't joke about my size. <laughs> okay, Alexis. Wow. Producer. Producer of the building today. <laughs> Exact, no, exactly. There are no hold bars. The only thing that I don't think you can talk about is like cancer. Like you just can't make cancer funny. <laughs> very, very difficult to make. Yeah. a horrendous, life-threatening, well, life-ending illness funny. Yeah, definitely. Do you, you remember on um on the comeback? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what's yeah. your start sign? Cancer? Mm-hmm. No, you can't do cancer. It's, yeah. it's hard to come back from. <laughs> exactly. Definitely <laughs> avoid that. Um, you out of a job? Why? What? You're sick? What do you have? Cancer? Oh my god! <laughs> it was so bad. It was. So it was bad. You have to watch the comeback, please. Um, this is anybody's long term listeners received that message yes, loud and clear. That is the show. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, like, and also what's shown on Drag Race is so tame compared to anybody who goes to a live drag show. Or, or watches actual or go like, to an actual roast. live comedy show. Yeah, if you sit in the front row. You're gonna get ripped, and you've got to laugh. Yes. Um, that's that's it, Will Smith. Yeah. Um, one. Th- this made me think the other day. Okay, so there's a drag queen that I follow. I think is fabulous called Casta Hex. I would love to see her on Drag Race UK at some point in the future. Um, and she did a performance um, that was based on Lady Di. And I think many many people in the world would. And I again, I validate this. Would find that distasteful, but. I think drag is a forum to do really, really provocative performance art or do very, very provocative and offensive jokes with a sense of camp that is a kind of big middle finger to the world because it's usually queer people who've been through a lot and they reserve the right, if you like, to turn their pain into humour. And this is why I think the mainstreaming of drag is so complicated. Absolutely. I, I thought the performance that Caster did was fabulous and very, very insane. And usually, actually, you know, if it's done cleverly, there's some sort of commentary. It's similar to, like, do you remember Bitch Pudding's performance that made reference to um, JonBenet Ramsey? No. On, well, she does it, and I've seen it live. And it's more of a commentary, if you ask me, on, like, media hysteria. It's not poking fun at the victim. I think that's, like, a really unsophisticated way of interpreting the performance. Um, 
but yeah, it just made me think about kind of like drag. It's right to be offensive. It's right to be a provo- provocative and transgressive and how that makes it a unique art form. And we shouldn't lose that. Mm. But it, it doesn't really gel with, with mainstream. For me, the issue is when people take, because when they do these sets, mm-hmm. it's done. You, you go to a show, you buy a ticket you go there understanding that yeah. there's going to be offensive and, and you kind of, you decide to go there because you want to be offended and you want to laugh at the star humor or for whatever reason you bought a ticket to see yeah. the show and you know what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. And then you go there and you watch it and you laugh and it's almost like everything should stay in that room. But it's when you take it out of context, it's when Mm -hmm. you take those jokes out of that context of that room and you put it into social media, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden it changes. All of a sudden it changes. changes. And I think that's part of the issue is that people are uh, are looking at jokes when they actually didn't, it it wasn't for them. It wasn't for you. It was, it was for the people who went to the show who decided I want to go there. I want to see this. I want to be offended. I want to hear dark things and it's going to be contained in that space. But when you remove that joke and put it out of context, we remove that joke from that space, then it becomes problematic. I, I completely agree. It's very, very difficult. And I think it's like it's like that that contract that you have with the performer kind of doesn't apply when it goes into the wide world. But I do think if you, if you're watching Drag Race, if you're following a drag queen, you, you're kind of signing up for that contract. Like it always amazed me, how, like so many people follow Lady Bunny on online, and Lady Bunny every week says something crass and offensive, but funny. And it's like, well, don't follow her then. There's no point leaving a comment on Lady Bunny's page saying, "Lady, you ca- you can't say this, Lady Bunny. You can't say this. This upsets me." Mm. It's like she can say it. And you have a right to be offended and upset, but you don't have to listen. Exactly. Like unfollow and people put like unfollowing. She doesn't care. Like she's fine. (laughs) She's good. The joke's still coming. The joke's still coming. And it's only because you're offended. Like, how many times have you laughed at a joke that has offended somebody else? It's only because you're taking it personally, because it affects your experience all of a sudden. Mm. But it's it's hypocrisy. You can't just like stop laughing because all of a sudden it's a joke about you. Yeah. Go off, sis. I don't know. I Go just off. think, okay. Well, we're here. Let's talk about some iconic moments in the roast and our roast history with RuPaul. Mm-hmm. Um, quite recently, we had um, what I thought was a really good one, which was Season 13's um, um, Utica. <laughs> <laughs> I found it funny. I just didn't find it funny. That's all. I did. Tom, don't be a hypocrite because they, yeah. because it's offensive to you and not to me. Does it mean that it's oh, not me funny? Me as a fat person, yeah. right? <laughs> I thought it was. I loved it. Um, I think it could have been cleverer and more sophisticated. That's all. Um, we we also got to talk about like Laganja Estranja. Oh, oh kind of dry, kind of like, like your, your vagina. vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Laganja's an icon. Uh, Laganja, we got a pheromone. Oh god. <sighs> um, I mean, where to start with pheromones roast? Can I just say, pheromone is like really inactive on Instagram, and I hope she's okay. Okay. Yeah, just put it out there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but back to the roast. <laughs> that roast was like, oh my gosh. You know what? I, if I was following her, I would be so happy. Uh, my yeah. confidence would have gone so high because I'm like, oh, yay, she's culling the mood. did follow her. Did Alexis follow her, though? No, Alexis closed it, didn't oh, she? I'm going to close it out and let them in cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing green. It's your favorite color, Michelle. 
And then that was it. That was the joke. That was it. It's your favorite color, girl. I mean, <laughs> I... Oh, she was season nine's roast. You must watch. It was great. It was good. Um, oh, also, else? also, um, um, I thought that I was here for RuPaul's Drag Race, <laughs> but what I turned up for was the worst cross-dresser of the year competition. <laughs> Rubbing your hands. Rubbing your hands. Santino Rice, <laughs> shut your no drag knowledge mouth. That <laughs> 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 uh, was so good. Is, well, I mean, we're talking about all the worst ones. I mean, some of the best, like Coco Alaska Jinx, was super, and actually Detox was really decent. Yeah, yep. I don't want to watch season. That roast was very, very strong. Very mm-hmm. strong. So many funny girls on the season five cast. Yep. Um, Bianca Del Rio, season six. Oh, Bonnie, yeah, Bonnie uh, Del Rico. Uh, even Darian Lake, Darian Lake, Darian who, was great. Who, who opened the show yeah. as well. I mean, she was. She's. I, I want to see Darian Lake back for all stars. She needs, I really you know want to see her back. I've got a feeling it's on the cards now. So this year, obviously, we're going to have the all winners, all stars. Next year, I think it'll go back to a conventional format. If not that, it might be an early outs one because there's a lot of talk about that. But um, Darianne has to be high up on the list because also she's had a health and weight loss journey. Yeah. Um, so she's she's got a real story to tell. There's like, a, a re- I'm not saying that's a reason to bring her back because her talent is the reason to bring her back. But there's like a storyline there. And like, it would be, she's amazing. I love Darianne. She's so underrated. Are you say season two, uh, UK season girls, Ella the Day, that was Ella a great one. killed roast. it. And it was she so unexpected it. because yeah. we... She kind of told dad jokes and she seemed like a nice person who like said mildly funny things up until that point. But she killed it. Mm. She really got what a roast was about and was very... Kitty was great too. You mm. didn't like her as much, but Ella killed it. Ella smashed it. Yeah. Um, Bimini. Bimini killed it. Bimini was... Bimini was fantastic. Taste was funny with a lot of charisma on that stage. But Bimini like got what the roast is about. Um, um, also, Ellie um, Diamond was very, very strange in that When one. I think of all stars, Miss Cracker. Miss Cracker killed yeah. her. Yeah. Um, um I, I still remember that joke. She goes, um, uh, she, she made a joke about fat shaming. She goes, I know personally oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. um, the effects of fat shaming. <clears throat> It works. <laughs> oh, look at me. I look sickening. I'm snatched. I'm snatched. I loved it. So, yeah. Roast, I mean, of, roast of Lady Bunny, uh, Manila and Monet killed Oh, her. Manila's physical comedy. Right. That was so good. Oh, yeah. I mean. And the clever device of Lady Bunny's will. Yeah. So, these, yeah. Are the, these are the kinds of things I want to see. Now, Tom, with this cast, talk to me. Who do you think is going to do well and who do you think won't? First of all, let me just say the order. The order that decided first opening it up is Bosco, followed by Georges, then Willow Pill, then Nigeria, then Diabetes, Deja Sky, closing it off as Lil Camden. <laughs> Lil Camden. Um, so, what I'm going to base this on mostly is um, the panel's discussion, which was the the nearest thing we had to anything resembling kind of stand-up comedy. Very old, yes. So um, Deja and Bosco were both naturals and were super strong in that, but also Willow was as well. Yeah. So they're the ones that I have highest hopes for. I think all three of them are very witty, very naturally funny. 
Um, in fact, Bosco won that challenge and I actually thought she treated it as more of a stand-up set and she wasn't the best moderator. It was the Bosco show. It was the Bosco show. Um, but she's got such a dry, lovely, well, not lovely, actually. She's got a dry, witty, acerbic sense of humor that was really, really fun. Deja's a bit more kind of like inclusive and kind of um, conventional comedy. The reason why I wanted Deja Sky to win it is because Deja was impactful, mm-hmm. but at the same time, didn't make it all about me. Totally. And that's what I felt like they should have done. And when they were giving feedback to Bosco, they were just saying, oh, it was all about you. And they're mm-hmm. praising her for that. Mm-hmm. I know in another universe that if they want, if they didn't want Bosco to be doing so well, yeah. they actually would have turned that against her. Yes. When I look yes. at the moderator, the moderator should have been more like what Deja Sky did. Totally. But um Bosco, if you bring that energy that you did then to today, mm-hmm. I think Bosco is gonna do amazing. Bosco's got a lot to prove today. And so yeah. that's why she goes first. Yeah. Um now Angie, I think she's gonna be safe. I think Angie's like solid, yeah. she's charming, she's naturally funny. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that she's stand up funny, but she's naturally funny, lovely. M- I'm gonna enjoy her. Do you remember I, I, I remember having doubts about Angeria, remember mm. on the panel. Yeah, I remember having I doubts. Remember. And then I when I when I saw the panel, I was like, Angeria just shut my mouth up. Angeria <laughs> yes. just she she slapped me. She will smith me. <laughs> She 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 will smith me. She also me. She, Is that gonna be a thing? She, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She jaded me. She, bam. Um. So I have high hopes for Nigeria and doing well here. Uh. I I think the people who are going to struggle will be Georgia's mm-hmm. because she started a lot and she, did. she she um. So I I don't maybe there's a, a lack of confidence with speaking, but um. Yeah. It can easily kill a joke when you stutter. Definitely, like that, definitely. When yeah. you're telling a really, really good joke and then you, you you trip on a few words and you complete the joke, even if it's funny, it's still like, <laughs> awkward. Yeah, like. definitely. It's, it sucks that the momentum out of it, doesn't it? It yeah. really, really affects. you gotta you got to be on point with your delivery. I also think Georgia, she's got so many wonderful skills. She's beautiful, amazing performer. Um, I don't remember a time she's made me laugh. She's entertained me a lot this mm. season, but she's not made me laugh. Dyer, I worry that... I think Daya can be really funny, but I think what I worry is she's going to be too... Um, but she... Yes. And I know it's a roast, but I, I, wonder, I worry she can't balance the humour with the bitch. I worry she's going to sit up there and insult everyone without her being funny, basically. <laughs> you are a cunt, Michelle Visage. <laughs> 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 yeah. Thank you for listening to my set. I think I think diabetes is going to do well. She's she's the one who's entertaining me the most throughout the season. She makes me laugh the most because it's bitchy and it's funny and it's shady. I hope she can channel that That's into it. a roast. If she can do what RuPaul's standard advice is, is like what you're good at, channel it into the challenge. If she can do that properly, great. Then yeah. we're in for a treat. What the person we've not mentioned is um, well, we mentioned everyone. Lady, a little Camden, little Camden. I worry she's going to shrink back a little bit because she was really, she was kind of a little. She, yes, she mm. was actually the, um, in the panel, she's the one yes. that got lost in the mix in the team of Willow Bosco yeah. and um, there was someone else. Angie. Angie. Yeah. I think she'll have the opposite problem of Dyer. I think she'll have a hard time going in hard enough. She's too sweet for a roast. Mm. Yeah. She's funny. She's made me laugh, but she's too sweet for a roast. She doesn't make me laugh. You don't put sugar on a roast. 
or even splendor <laughs> King actually, actually you do quite often put sweet things on roast but anyway <laughs> <laughs> i like that they started with what i feel is a strong person because mm-hmm. and i feel like it is a hard job to, to to open up the room i would always want to go first i've always said this um because i mm. would rather you know like because when you're sitting back listening to other people and then they say the same joke it's not funny anymore if you repeat it mm. so i'd rather go first so that my jokes are fresh and they're first and they're original but at the same time opening up a cold room yeah, is a big job. You're setting the tone, um, you're waking them all up. You're you're mm-hmm. introducing them to the. It's it is a it is a big job, and it takes a confident person to say, "I got this," and I and I want to do it. She volunteered to go first. She yes. volunteered to be tribute. Okay, <laughs> so she. I mean, if she doesn't, if she if she isn't successful. It's all on her. May the odds be ever in your favor. Now we get the privilege of going straight to the roast. Oh, we do. Um, and we if, do. Any, if anything came up in rehearsals, then we'll talk about it as well. well but I want to. Yeah, but let's talk about the roast. Now we're going to watch them one by one and we're going to talk. We're going to conversate. Going to conversate. Speak our mind. So first up, we have Bosco. Bosco. So Bos- she killed it. She did really, really well. I was really happy because the foreshadowing was, oh, Bosco's going to struggle. What a surprise. Drag race, foreshadowing, failure, mm. when somebody actually succeeds. I'm, my, my expectations were confounded. I don't know about yours. I mean, it's all about drama. It's, it's all about creating <laughs> the suspense, isn't it? I love her look. It's very Cruel Deville in Vivian Westwood. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very Bosco. And also, it's not, it's not a brown panty set. I'm going to say one thing there, actually, just really, really briefly. Everybody's been so harsh enough for the bra and panty thing yet. Yeah, I actually calculated. She's worn bras and panties less than a third of the time. They just happen to have been back to back and she's not in control of the runway order. There, I've said it. Okay, on to the roast. It was good. She made me laugh. She opened it yeah, up well. Yeah, and yeah. it was, it was I, I love that, that, what is it? I don't know. I mean, if you're a comedian, let us know so that for the next podcast and roasts, we mm-hmm. uh, know what we're talking about. But there's um, there's this sort of thing that she does where she's like, "I've been told home, I've been told to go home more times than this." It's a device, and isn't then this, it? yeah, yeah. And, it's like and then so and so is so gay that they that yeah. kind of thing, and, yeah. and then, and then they keep going off. Of, yeah, yeah, it's it's a lovely device, and, and mm. it worked. And she she did that. I liked it. My favorite one of those is. Uh, Michelle being told to go home from the UK. <laughs> Mine was um, report told to go home um, after she got a new song that from the studios. Really, really it was good. it was good. She's conf- She was confident. She was she opened up the room. It was lovely. I love the whole report. You said you reverse. What she meant was she was both hunter and gatherer yeah, because yeah, she's yeah. that old. Her dry humor translated. It this found is its place and it worked. Fantastic work. opening. Ross Matthews is not a top. He's a blouse. Oh, I've never heard that. But I've it, heard it was that good. many many times. I that, that is quite an old joke, okay. but she delivered it well. Okay, that, that's like that's just like a phrase for a, a, an effeminate top, a blouse. Oh, really? It makes sense, right? Because a, a blouse is an effeminate, is a feminine item of clothing that you wear on your top. Is it a real thing? A feminine top is a, a blouse. blouse. Yeah, that's what? a thing. Bosco, Bosco didn't invent that, but she delivered it really beautifully. I've never heard of that. The other thing is, I will say, I will show you versatility when was done by Bianca Del Rio. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. That that kind of did take me there. Yeah. Um, it was a good opening, yeah? Yeah? Overall, we really enjoyed this. She opened the room beautifully. Well done, Bosco. Next up, we had Georges. Did we? 
<laughs> we had Georges <laughs> on stage. I'm joking. Doing like, her best. She doing was doing Tom, her best. This is not her. This is not her thing. It's not her forte. And what I will and say, she's pushing herself. I, she's trying. You got to give her that. I do, and I do, and I do give her that wholeheartedly because we saw a bit of defeatism creeping in the workroom. Yes, but she pulled herself out of that funk and she delivered this with confidence. And I do give her praise for that. I want the biggest praise I want to give Georges is exactly what you said, and that she kind of was talking herself into a bad place, mm-hmm. almost to the point where I thought she was going to eliminate herself. It was she very, seemed, that was very like Pearl about to yeah, walk out. Yeah, she seemed quite down. I would not have known that her energy from this roast was beautiful. I was confident. I was laughing. She, um, she, she was really trying her best. So first of all, we got to give her that. Now let's get into the roast. Um, uh, my favorite part of it was her pigtails. They were beautiful. Yeah, she, I mean, she looked beautiful. The best <laughs> thing about her roast was that she was beautiful. She's so beautiful. <laughs> I'm going to say... Next is Willapild. <laughs> there were one or two jokes in there. Now, it's just really, really noteworthy, and it's so interesting that production even allows this to be visible. Is Rue was the only one laughing, and just laughing uproariously, because Rue loves <laughs> loves George's. And it's so funny. It was so funny to me that they even let that comment by Bosco last week about, you know, RuPaul being her organ donor. They let that through because they don't usually frame favoritism. It's so interesting to me that they're allowing it this time. Anyway, tell me what were your favorite George's moments? Well, the la- whole RuPaul laughing. Um, remember the episode on Friends where Chandler, um, <laughs> yeah, where Monica yeah. um, talks about that funny guy at work and Chandler's offended. And then... Chandler's coming in with the jokes and then mm-hmm, Chandler mm-hmm. just says a comment. He's like, if I knew you guys were coming, I would have got more pizza. <laughs> and then she's like, oh my God, stop, stop, you're yeah, killing yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. It's not what you said, it's just how you said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just really there. It's like, she could have said anything and RuPaul uh-huh, would have uh-huh. been laughing her Definitely. ass off. Yeah. Um, but there, there was, a, there was a, a bit too much dead air for my liking. Um, that was a production all, choice as well, yeah, though. They could have added Exactly, they could have. Yeah. Um, the, the awkward laughing in between I like that she had the. Um, I did like the. I kind of thought it was cute the whole turkey asshole joke about Ross Matthews. I thought that was good because it combined a bit of um, silly <laughs> in, into <laughs> a silly noise and stuff. Yeah, I did like that because um, she had jokes. She had. They just she did have jokes. They just. They just weren't. You know. You just followed Bosco. Let's be honest. They weren't the most uproarious jokes, but there were some funny moments. Mm. Um, and I did love her confidence. She didn't allow herself to be that girl who knew she wasn't yeah. doing so well. And I really give her props. She for that. confidently um, sucked. Also, she she but she's lovely. She made a joke out of stumbling. You said you said she was going to stutter because yeah. she's done it before. Bless her heart. She made a funny little moment out of that, and I think that's really really fantastic of her. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, give it up for Georges. Yeah. Let's talk about Willow Pill. Willow Pill walking out looking like Molly Ringwald going to the prom. I love that look. I don't know her. Breakfast Club? I haven't seen her. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but I do know the, um, when you call my name. No, no, no. Yeah, no. the delivery is very, very... Is that it? it? You're giving it like, a, like the, no, su- no. If the Supremes did that song. When you come... And we're doing the swish. It's an 80s synth pop song. It's don't you... Do, 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 forget, forget about me. Forget about me. Do you call my name? <laughs> Isn't that... Well, I, I know Dana from Ross Pitch- is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. I only know her from Pitch Perfect, okay? <laughs> oh so I've never heard the original. Don't come for me, okay? Oh, Let's talk about Willow. 
I loved Willow. Yeah. Willow, I'm so happy that she um, met my expectations, possibly exceeded them. Not exceeded them because I, I, I just had faith that Willow was going to be really good. Um, I know I justify it every week and say I'm a, a Willow stan, but she was really, really funny. I really enjoyed her. What did you think? I thought she was good. Um, dare I say I expected a bit more? I think I think I did want more. Do you know what it is with Willow? She's very, very clever. And sometimes she takes you on a walk to get to a punchline. But I do think the payoff is always there. Like the children of joke, you know. I, w- I mean, I didn't hear her. Did she roast RuPaul? Uh, kind of. She said that um, she's going to sacrifice George for seven more oh, years of life. Oh, she kind of did say that <laughs> That was very funny. I enjoyed that. Okay. Um, it, was a, it was a very good set. I mean, oh, we, we knew Willow was going to kill it. She was funny. She was... She was good. She was good. Uh, for, for my opinion, I want more. I'm not saying that she I, I didn't wish, give. I, I I'm wish not saying was longer. Um, yeah, um, yeah. There it is. I'm not saying she didn't give enough. I wanted more. Maybe that's the beauty of her, um, her, her comedy is that you just you 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 wanted to keep going, and I think that that's where I'm at. I'm like, oh, I finished too soon. Calling Ross a handsome lesbian really made me laugh. Mm. So so funny. Hilarious. Um, there, I think there are a lot of laughs in here. First of all, they're forgetting it's not Ross Matthews; it's the hilarious, the hilarious Ross, Ross Matthews. Matthews. Okay, this is the first name. The <laughs> okay, that's first name. It's T H Ross Matthews. There it is. Yeah, there yeah. it is. Okay, let's have a sip because we before, absolutely <laughs> before we continue. Let's mm. champagne taste it. Spencer Prosecco. Champagne. Okay, so we've got Angeria. Angie. What do you think of Angie? Angie was just, you know what? Angie was just a a, a good time drag queen mm-hmm. up there um, reading. And it was, um, it was, you know, when you have like an intermission and someone's there just to keep you entertained before the mm-hmm. next one comes on. I, th- I felt like that was Angie. So I was, felt like she wasn't the main event. So someone's like she, she was, was the MC. She was the MC. Right. Okay. I get uh, so, that. Uh, I get that so I got that energy. I'm not saying that it was bad. Um, she wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. And I agree with you. It was, it was just like, she, she had a really just, strong start. I loved her energy. Um, she kind of fizzled out a little towards the end, but part of that was in the sound effects and the edit. One thing I hate about the roast is they throw so many sound effects on there to try and tell us how to feel. Um, and there's, this is really, really evident, this episode. There's so many shade rattles and shim reverse, reverse cymbal noises. You know? it, it wasn't like successful joke after successful joke. It wasn't a ben- Bianca Del Rio set. It was a set that had highs and lows. And yeah. So you didn't really know... How to feel? All I know was that I was um, pleasantly entertained, yeah. but I wasn't like it wasn't a Bosco. For oh, me, Bos- I think putting Bosco first has been so good for Bosco because Bosco kind of set the bar and she quite needed high, that this week. and no one so far to me has measured that. So if I was Bosco, I'll be sitting there going, mm, "Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, it's still mine. It's still mine." I. Um, for my taste, and I know I'm a stan, Willow did match Bosco. Mm. I think the funniest joke that I heard Angeria say was, give it up for Uncle Fister. So good. <laughs> I thought funny. that was her best joke yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me. But um, Angeria did a good time. She's, she's a good time girl. There's no way she's uh, she's not top. She's definitely not bottom. I think she's, at the moment, she's confidently, for she's, me, safe. She's done better than Georgia. Yeah, she's good. She's good. So diabetes. Diabetes. Diabetti walks out in this really, really cute sort of kinder hall look. I really like it. So it's like Jessica oh, Adams. You know what? For the first of all, I want to comment on the look. I love it. 
It's very um, early nineties grunge kinder whore. It's, it's, it's a great look. But I love the look. the hair the hair and makeup's a bit more refined than that. But the the baby doll dress, the gothic look, is very kinder whore. Her jokes and the rehearsals were bitter. Like where were they? They they weren't here in the final product. Um, some of them did make it. Uh, I think her nerves got the better of her. She even said it at the beginning, and like usually that's kind of like funny in a way of dispelling nerves, but. This is the least confident I've ever seen Dyer, I think, in a mm. performance. I'm not a big fan of people saying, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of disclaimers. I'm not a big fan of mm. people saying, oh, I'm not funny, but here I go. I don't want to know that. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to, to see you as an amateur. Mm. I want you to, I, I already think that you're the best of the best. Just do it. You could take an every, tell me an average joke. I'll probably laugh because I believe that you're funny, mm-hmm. but don't come here and make me, assess your jokes because you've told me that you're not good at them so she, she didn't need to do that she yeah. didn't need to do that i want i want blood i'm sorry we're now on the fourth fifth queen where is the blood where are the jokes where is I'll tell where you, is I'll the tell rose you, i'll tell you where it is because of the cultural climate the girls are very, very afraid of going oh. in. The girls will have thought of many funny jokes that they will have crossed out because they thought they were too offensive. And I am adamant that that's the case. Um, I think Daya went up there um, not at her most confident. She gave us some funny moments. Um, there were a couple of chuckles in there. She wasn't in dire, dire, dire straits, dire straits, get it? By any, by any means. But unfortunately, there were some really funny girls in this cast, and she wasn't matching up to them. Um, so I feel a bit sad for Dyer in the same way. Well, actually, I don't like. At least George just went out there with confidence. Dyer didn't didn't really have that. Unfortunately, I think she was afraid of being too bitchy. Is it, what we were talking about earlier, we thought she was going to go too far. She's pulled herself too far you know back. Someone on YouTube is going to cut out all the confessionals of mm-hmm. diabetes. They're hilarious. That's the roast. The Absolutely. roast. She's been roasting since episode one. <laughs> and now now the moment that counts, she's holding back. Don't hold back, Daya. Do you know what? Yeah, this is the moment. That counts. This is the moment that counts. That counts. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Um, oh, yeah. It was just, I was. I, I thought she was going to do well from the rehearsals and she didn't do badly, but um, it just it just wasn't. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And let's talk about uh, Deja Sky. I love her Cher Horowitz plaid that she's wearing. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of her performance? Her performance was, um, she had the Alyssa Edwards syndrome, mm. where she was, where she thought she was killing it, and she was laughing to herself some of the time. I think she became more so, I think that was her trying to create an atmosphere rather than the Alyssa Edwards lack of self-awareness, because she was aware, because one of her funniest moments was the um, the heckle from Ross, and she was like, tell another one, I'm dying up here. Well, it's, I don't know why know I delivered what? that. It's, it New York. I'm bombing up here. I'm bombing yeah. up here. I thought that was hilarious. And I think I think it shows to me that maybe Deja's more on the fly funny. She's a hostess. Yeah. yeah. She's more on the fly funny. Like in the moment, like Bianca Dario always says that she's not good with sitting down and writing this as a joke. Mm. She's she's obviously she observes. She looks. She's th- in the moment. I think that's partially disingenuous of Bianca because I think she's both. I think she's fantastically witty and quippy. But also a great joke writer. Mm, okay, yeah. um, she kept. They just. They just guys started off with a joke 
that was basically told to her in rehearsals was not funny and she kept it so she obviously yeah. thinks you go you know, maybe you don't find it funny but i actually think it's funny which is another example of the Alyssa edwards <laughs> syndrome. She, i think she kept it because she added a build onto it by saying or just a big foot i think she thought that was going to get more of a laugh than it did I laughed at that. that. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Is it me? It's I, fine. I got you, humor, Deja. I got you. Humor is subjective. Some of the things that she said was just just wasn't funny. It was just plain harsh. Like you know, Santino Rice, shut your no mouth, drag. Not that you know that joke. She was like, Michelle Visage hasn't washed her vagina since season four. I'll tell you why that's a hard one. And I'll, it, you've, you've got to be very, very funny if you're going to be a cisgender gay man making a joke about women's private parts. Because it's it's taboo, it's chauvinistic. So if you're going to do that, be very, very funny. And unfortunately, it wasn't funny enough. It, it, wasn't, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't funny enough. No, it wasn't funny. Yeah, yeah. It just wasn't yeah. funny. It was yeah. just plain, you know... You're old, you're fat, your vagina stinks. It was just like, that's not a roast. You, you're just being that. a bitch. I prefer that, actually. Well, that was very Alexis Mateo of you. Um, I, I want to say that she probably did give me, I, I did a gag at her, her last joke. She, mm-hmm. <laughs> probably so far the funniest joke to me. To me. Because, you know, to you. humor is uh, subjective. It is. She said, the next queen needs no introduction. And then she just walks off. I thought that was hilarious. That was fun. I thought that was so funny. Her best punchline of the episode. Yeah. Um, And, you know, as soon as she said that, I was writing notes and I knew before I looked up, she was just going to walk off stage, but I was very pleased that's what she did. I loved it. I loved that. But um, does it make up for the rest of the set? I don't know. I guess if we're thinking so far, so we've got our final girl coming up, who is Camden. Well, should we listen to Camden and then make our overall assessment? Yeah. Lady Camden closing it off. Lady was great. She was confident. She was good. Talk, yeah, keep talking. Okay. <laughs> keep going. Why you she stop? Has, she has some really funny jokes in there. Um, one of my favorites was the uh, Michelle means beautiful and Visage means, and she gestured at her face and she was just, just kidding. That was a good one. Very, very good. She came out with confidence. She was bitchier than I expected her to be because I thought she was going to be too sweet for this. But then I remembered, like, her Shakespeare character in the Snatch Game, the jokes were actually quite well-written and constructed. They just fell flat because Rue wasn't feeling it. And then I remembered, Camden can be bitchy and funny. Um, the the trope with Ross and his asshole, um, it was a long walk, but the punchlines were there. See, I wasn't... Some of, the ones, some of those asshole echoes... Um, I like the first one, and then the other, the others that followed it, it just wasn't as right. funny. Right, I can for see me. that. I can see that for me, for you, for me, for you, Violet. It was, it was good. Um, knock, knock, who's there? I don't know, but Michelle's a whore. I mean, that that's, a, that's like there's a non-funny, funny joke. I like it. And there was a George's joke when she walked on as well. But I can tell you about the runway this week. George's will be wearing a headband as a brassiere, and Rue will tell she's a superstar. Does Rue not sit there like? Rue should feel like a blue tick she has seen all of these girls have come up on stage and said you you are favoritizing Miss George's Somewhere she can walk out line. here in a diaper <laughs> and she would uh, she would win the challenge like, they're literally calling they're calling her out like Your if I was RuPaul after beautiful. the first one I'd be like haha second third fourth I'd be like these bitches are pissing me off. They're all in the bottom. Somewhere on Except the, for you, Georges. <laughs> Somewhere on the line, somebody has gained permission to call this out and the producers are allowing it to come through in the edit and I'm living for it, frankly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so let's, before we go into the runway, should we do like a quick little tops and bottoms in our head? This was For me, it's not, quite clear. This was not a, a, a savage rose that I want. I'll tell you, I tell you, it's the cultural climate. If Utica has to defend herself for making some really mild but unfunny jokes in a roast about somebody's weight, nobody, nobody is going to risk that. The climate has been created to create roasts that are damp. Not fiery, but damp. It was just, it was just, there was no blood. There was no blood. There was no, you know. There wasn't even a graze. There wasn't even a mild bruise. It was just too kind. It was was too nice. So if we think about it, let's, we've got what we've had, what we've had. Who are the girls who entered into the spirit of the roast best and did the best job, do you think? Um, But so Bosco for me is the, the tops is definitely Bosco, Willow, maybe Lil Camden. Three. Yeah, 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 yeah. Angie's our safe girl. Angie's safe. Which the, is what we pre The bottoms is Georgia's Deja and Dyer, but if I it might be Deja versus Georgia's this week. I and do the think bottom two. There's there's pros and cons to all three of those sets. So I don't quite know who's gonna be in the bottom two, but they're the bottom no, three. No, the bottom two was Deja and Georgia's because Deja only had one joke. But it got quite the laugh. What about Dyer? Did Dyer, Dyer was really like, she was, but she was okay throughout the whole thing. I but think he just really she liked didn't bomb. It. She didn't. Tom, I'm. You're the you. You're the one that swayed with the fashion. You're the one who okay. said, "Oh, I actually want to talk about this outfit <laughs> because it was beautiful. It was like gothic Lolita." Mm, goth lolly. So yeah. So let's have a look at the runway. Make our final thoughts. See what we think. The category is two 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 much. Um, so Bosco comes out, which I think is a really fun interpretation of the theme. Um, she makes reference to doing a lot of horror drag herself. So it's kind of like, you know, a victim from the Saw movie, isn't she wearing a, but like a ballerina version of that. Um, so this is really fun, almost like a magician's assistant, like Mm. a trick gone wrong. Mm. (laughs) Um, so it's fun. It's horrific. Sure, she's not wearing much again, but I think it's a really fun interpretation of it. I think she's done really it's done well. It's not. It's theatrical. Yeah. It's cute. Um, so, George's, this is, I think, a direct reference to Moschino Spring Summer 2018. So, you know the runway that I referenced quite a lot where they had, like, the bouquets and the flowers and stuff by Moschino? Mm-hmm. In that same show, they did a lot of, like, biker jackets with tutus. Um, and I can quite clearly picture, like, I think it's Gigi Hadid um, wearing something basically exactly the same as this. I like it. It's really, it's really cute. cool. Great it's for really Georges, actually. Yeah. Really good. Good step away from the two pieces. So great job, Georges, and she looks beautiful. I love this Willow so Pill look. Willow's giving us a full-on character. She's equal parts. Daphne Guinness, Bjork, Amanda Lepore. Um, really, really beautiful. This Cruella de Vil in there as well. She is a luxuriantly, exorbitantly rich countess, and she's come here to buy and sell us all. I. This is the best look. This she's, is a shoot. That's Upperlands. Yeah, that is Upperlands. That's that Upperlands. Upperlands. I love she's that giving look. us a full tutu with a train, full on Cruella de Vil. It's gold. I love it. Angie. So I usually love Angie's runways. For my taste, this isn't my favourite, but I'm not a huge fan. I think acid green is so hard to do right. And to be honest, I see what she's going for. She's going for not just one tutu, but multiple tutus going down her skirt. But unfortunately for me, a tutu is such a distinctive silhouette that it doesn't really convey the essence of a tutu. This is okay. th- this is like, the, you know, this is a, uh, it's, it's a pageant gown. Mm. The actual construction of it I really, really like. I'm not a big fan of the colour, but that's just a taste thing. And Jerry is beautiful. 
She's gorgeous. Always poised, always polished. Yeah. Um, this look isn't my favorite. Yeah. I think it's still pretty, but I this I don't know. It's just it's not what we're used to. She set the bar so high for herself yeah. that we keep comparing it, but yeah. Out next comes a diabetic. Um, Adaya went for a more conventional take on the theme than I expected, really, because I would have thought that a girl like Daya would hear tutu and she'd think full on kind of like, right, I'm going to go grunge with that. I'm going to go Courtney Love wearing a tutu. I love this look. I love this look. I love seeing diabetes like this. I love it. It's prettier and more ethereal than I expected. She's full on legs, legs, legs. She's very kind of a Rococo, you know, ballet princess. I think she looks very, very pretty. It's, It's. I love it. I love it. Oh. Um, Deja, unfortunately, I think I slightly missed the brief because this is a prom dress and doesn't give me tutu at all. Like, I do think it's a really pretty prom dress. I think it suits her proportions. I think her legs look nice. I love the color on her, but it's giving me prom, not tutu. High school prom, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And Lady Camden comes out. I think this is the most conventional take on the theme, but it's very, very successful. And of course, as a ballerina herself, this is what she's going to do. She's just, she's pure Swan Lake, isn't Mm. she? Um, Yeah. It's a very, very stiff tutu, very sort of dancerly. Her legs look amazing. The corset is stoned. Her skin is stoned. Uh, I think she looks beautiful. I love it. Yeah. The embellishments, it's just. I felt like her and the dress are like merging and becoming one. Yeah, and that's with the, the skin beauty. Tones yeah, and everything, that's the yeah. beauty of it. Tom, has this swayed you with your choices of the tops and bottoms? I mean, I think my strongest girls this week are Bosco and Willow, and um, you know Camden was good as well. And they've probably got three of the strongest runways. Okay, so they're staying up there. For me, the winner this week is either Willow or Bosco. Um, Willow, mm. be- Willow, Willow. I think Bosco was funny, but Willow's outfits better. Um, yeah. I think that the bottom will be Deja and Georges. I do think that will be the case based on what was delivered. I do think Daya could vie. She'll be in bottom three, I think, Daya. No, not with that outfit. Not with that outfit. Well, you know, they pick and choose when the runway counts. And Well, I, run, the runway should count because, <laughs> I mean, Georges is always definitely in the bottom. I'm going to say... Deja and Daya have to tussle between who will be in the bottom and it will be up from the runway it's definitely going to be Deja I think Willow is well overdue her second win there are so many other, other challenges where Willow could have been given the win and she wasn't and I do think she deserves it this episode I think she's one of the strongest competitors she has the strongest runway um, please give it to Willow it's not, a look. Just, not just because I favouritise her the winner is Bosco which is much deserved my, absolutely my, my feeling in my heart was though I really wanted Willow. And yeah. I think she could have deserved it, especially with that runway and her performance. Could have been another win for Willow. Having said that, no no disrespect to Bosco. She was really, really wonderful. Absol- Bosco and, won uh, the Mexi, but uh, the Willow's runway was amazing. Beautiful. And like, you know, great comeback for Bosco. They love that storyline, but she's got three wins. And three bottoms. <laughs> Is she? Or two? Two bottoms. Well, three bottoms one episode. If you ask Georges, oh... <laughs> okay the bottom three there's three bottoms this week it's diabetes georges and um deja sky so clearly rupaul feels like the contract with vh1 is fulfilled at this point in terms of the number of episodes and she needs to start jettisoning queens i just feel like they could have saved dyer 
Dyer was the safest one out of these. Yeah, Dyer did not need to be in the bottom. It should have been Georges versus Deja Sky. We've not watched Untucked yet, but I would imagine it'll be interesting because they love getting a reaction out of Dyer in these. Dyer Biddy is shook when they announced that it's three because she's Mm. standing between the teacher's pet Georges (laughs) and then the um the one who reminded everyone that she was blessed with the lip sync assassin badge. Hashtag blast. She's sitting there, standing there between them, going, "What? What?" Two of us are going home. Now, when I heard the song, it's the um, like a you. damn sociopath. Yeah, good for you. You look happy and healthy. Yeah. Um, so it's a rocky. For energy. me, the song is definitely for diabetes. Diabetes. Now, we, we, let's talk about the lip sync. Like I, Georges. I, I'm sorry. Like I do like the way that Georges is performing to this. Georges is performing the song like a dancer would. I think George has performed beautifully. I oh, enjoyed yeah. her movement. Yeah, her movement is beautiful. Yeah. Like, this is how a dancer listens to the song. Like, this song is not like a dancey song. It's more like, it's a feeling. It's 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 like, when I hear this song, I think of mm. a girl like Diabetes just being angry in her room, just like screaming <laughs> the lyrics and like dropping onto the pillow and punching the pillow and just like screaming and just like, ah, anguish, anguish. That's how I feel the song is meant to be. But um, the way that Georges is listening to it, Georges is a dancer, so she's added movement and made it pretty where I think it should have been made like quite manic and the movement should have been very contemporary, like thrash and then, yeah. you know, control and release. I think if she wanted to go that route, I I think Deja kind of got lost in she the mix. Did. She did. And it was, I mean... We've got such a strong top seven. It's going to sadden me to say goodbye to any of these girls. But based on this lip sync, unfortunately, we're going to say goodbye to two girls. But Dej is the one who like definitely got lost in the shuffle. Um, she didn't. I stand don't want to say bye to Diabetes. I don't want to me, say for me. If I were to pick a girl who won this, I think Daya embodied the song the best. Although I really appreciated um, George's commitment to the movement and the dance and stuff. I what? felt the song through. Diabetes. Me too. Me but too. I enjoyed the movement of Georges. I do think, unfortunately, we're saying goodbye to Deja Sky this week. She's the one who's like definitely going. Um, I can't decide. For me, I'm for my s- personal taste, from my I heart, think Daya's won this. From my heart, Daya should not have been in there in the first place. And I do think so she won I feel, I feel that should save her as well. So, yeah, we're both saying Daya. Let's have a look. Thank the stars, Diabetes has been saved, which means we're saying goodbye to Georges and Deja Sky. It was the correct outcome based on the lip sync, but I'm still sad to say goodbye to Deja. You know, Deja has been a fantastic competitor and she had like this real kind of like momentum over the past week. The, they were quick to get rid of Deja when she stumbled, but it's so competitive in the top seven. Mm. And Georges, I feel like this episode, Rue was finally like, okay, everybody knows I'm favoritizing yeah. Georges. She has to go now. Um, from the jokes of the roast, I feel like they've caught on to me. Yeah, yeah. So I, I need on. to, I need to end it now. I need to end it now. So George is another fabulous competitor, but we had to say goodbye to her. Yeah. Good, they got rid of two girls, which means we got our top five, which means next week is going to lead to the semi-finals. I think it's our last competitive episode. Wait, is next, next week. week semi-finals? It is, because <gasps> the finale of that. Oh, oh, I'm excited. Can I, just I express am excited. A, a very special wish that we have a proper face-to-face reunion this year and no Zoom crap. There was no Zoom crap last year. Was it a face-to-face reunion? 
But you said was. Remember Gottmerk? Simone, they're in the they're in that car parky thingy where Jada was the. Oh, the car park thing was weird. Tom. That was weird. But it wasn't Zoom. Okay, it was in a car park though. Look, it was good. Have a conventional okay. reunion. Social please. distancing. I'm I'm sorry, Tom, that they're trying to be safe. I'm sorry that they're trying <laughs> I to. Oh, I how wanted, dare they? I wanted blood. How in dare they? For yeah. the sake of a good reunion. <laughs> Not blood on the roast, but I want blood in real life. Absolutely. I want death. Tom, no, no. Everyone, thank you for listening to another podcast of ours. Remember, we're also doing Drag Race España, yes, so which will be released very soon. So make sure you get your time in with this episode before you join the next. Thank you very much indeed. Well, that's us for this week. Make sure to follow our social media, which is Twitter and our Instagram. Feel yes. free to write us a review or send us an email. But that's us for now. This is Bolo. And Dr. Tom. We'll see you guys very soon. Lots of love, guys. See you soon. <laughs>